Here the old gods are dead. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the revamped Creepy Wee podcast. So we recorded and I took the very bold step in no getting out of my bed to record and like... <laughs> held my mic basically and then like went to edit it the day after for like release on Wednesday and you could not hear a fucking thing I was saying because it was obviously just like bed sheets rustling and like <laughs> mic noise and I seriously am and I was like I this is not usable I just like not to like rub it in but like it's just when lost audio is not my fault which it is 90% of the time I'm just so happy. <laughs> like, this one's like actually lost media though. We we should present it as me just on my own. Oh my god, what about Nicki Minaj being actually like possibly going insane over Twitter on like just like live and releasing the worst song of all time, Have You Streamed It? Oh my god. Like it's really hard to like be a 2009 like pop. 2009 2010 like pop stan and want to constantly listen to pink friday but then like have the like angel on my shoulder be like Nicki minaj is <laughs> like at this point like are we separating the art with the artist i know are we? <laughs> is there a point at which we're allowed to like illegally download onto like little mp3 players narius is like he was like trying to get out of the spotify wrapped wheel hamster wheel uh, and he's bought like this tiny little cunty MP3 player that looks like it kind of looks like the original iPod, but tiny. It doesn't look like an iPod Nano before you say that because they were thin. This one is like it's fat and short. It's like you know when Mario gets the super mushroom and then he becomes bigger. <laughs> it's like the oh he's the tiny he has the tiny mushroom version of an iPod. He's like one step away if you're getting one of those like dollar phones that oh, like, yeah. has nothing on it. Oh my god, yeah. The other day, my friend Megan asked me, like, what now, <laughs> in the politest way possible, asked me what he does in his spare time. And I went to answer the question. I went, oh. 
was like, um, good question. I'll get back to you on that. And then I went <laughs> over and I went and I said to him, I was like, no offense, but see when I'm not around, what are you doing? <laughs> You're shot, John You're shot, John And he said, I do think about that a lot. <laughs> You're that kind of person who's like, if I shut my eyes, the world does not exist. No, but like, like if, if you're so not ordinary as what could he possibly be up to? None. Well, he doesn't like he doesn't like TV, and he doesn't watch. Well, he started watching films again. He reads some. Oh, you can. He's watching like daytime television, and he just doesn't <laughs> loose like women. And he's, he's like, um... watching loose women. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing. I can't remember. I can't remember what I do. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine, who's famously never on Lorraine. Oh my god, yeah. Is there not like a Twitter account that tracks like when she's on her show? What drag queen went on and when she's never here? <laughs> oh, uh, was it Danny Beard from Aye. Drag Race UK season four winner? Um, yeah, she was like, yeah, she's never here. Like, it's the Lorraine show. <laughs> Where's Lorraine? Why is she never there? Too busy We're at her never acting here, gigs, I fear. To be fair. <laughs> we like her are constantly dodging taxes as well. That is so fucking true. The creepy wee <laughs> podcast, but they're never fucking there. <laughs> what podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's been a couple months. And I'd love to say, like, oh, my God, we've got a great episode in store. But I have no idea what's about to happen. I have no idea if we're going to be engaged in it. I have no idea what it's about. I should have asked you to watch um, Castaway before we recorded. Like, Tom Hanks' Castaway. Wilson. I really like that film, I'm not going to lie. Did he have sex with the ball? Do we think he had sex with it? Like in the Family Guy should version. I make Should I make that the Spotify poll? Do you think Tom Hanks <laughs> shagged Wilson? Yes or no? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this episode's going to be about the guy who inspired the Daniel Defoe novel, Robinson Crusoe, which I think is considered, like, if not the first one in the first, like, proper fiction novels in the English language. It's not just inspired by this guy that we're going to speak about, but it's inspired by loads of tales of castaways, but primarily this one. We'll take a quick wee break and then I'll tell you about Alexander Silk. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you get any of this? No. No, bitch. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> Let me just do a quick Google search. Hang on. No, don't, 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 don't. I just want to know if there's pictures of him and if he's hot. There's no, this was in the like 1600s. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they draw people. There's a statue of him. He's Fife. No. Any excuse for me to talk about Fife? <laughs> Let's get into it. So, Alexander Selkirk was the son of a shoemaker and tanner Philor Largo and Fife, born in 1676. Now, as a proper fifer, he displayed a quarrelsome and unruly disposition in his youth. <laughs> I know some people. I know some people. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and the, like one of the first records um, in Lore Largo was when he was summoned before the local kirk in August 1693 for, quote, indecent conduct in church. But it doesn't like elaborate like much about like, what the indecent conduct was. Mm-hmm. But he did not appear, quote, being gone to sea. So he, like, book, books it at Elora Largo. Well, to be fair, it's pretty easy to book it at Elora Largo because it's by the sea anyway. So he just, like, hops in a boat and fucks off. That's nice. That's that's real. In 1701, he was back in Fife again when he came to the attention of church authorities once again for assaulting his brother's and a prank gone wrong where they had like dared her, like they'd either dared him or tricked him to drink a can of water, but it turned out that it was salt water. So he was <laughs> fucking raging and he leathered the both of them. No, because that's me and my sisters. <laughs> so badly that the church had to intervene. <laughs> that's very actually like like I believe this. I fully believe this. <laughs> like, you know how sometimes you read a book and you're like, hmm, that seems far-fetched. Like, they made that up. When it's like Scottish history and there's no document of it. But this, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that, yeah. <laughs> so, in 1703, Selkirk joined the expedition an English privateer, an explorer called William Dampier, to the South Pacific Ocean, setting sail for Ireland on the 11th of September. Mm. You don't want to talk about 9-11. Uh, so <laughs> we spoke about what is his name William Kidd the pirate mm-hmm. we were talking about the difference between like what what is privateering and what is piracy basically so privateering is essentially just like pirates who have been granted permission to do that by the government and for some context within this story it's at the point of the Spanish Wars of succession mm-hmm. 
that are going on between England and Spain. So Spain's allied primarily with France. England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland are fighting against them. So any any like ships that are on the sea, the British government kind of wants them to be like, oh, you can loot and pillage all you want as long as it's Spanish ships and Spanish territories and stuff, you'll get away with it. So they kind of get like passes and pardons and stuff. So that's essentially what privateers are and Selkirk ends up being one of these. Interestingly, William D- Dampier, the guy who's the like captain of the ship that he's on, he was one of the, I think he's one of the first, if not the first person to circumnavigate the earth. No way. I just thought that was a fun fact. Because, <laughs> like, did they not think it was, like, flat? Like, if he circumnavigated, did he not notice, like, I'm going round? That's kind of, like, a misconception. Like, no, a lot of people, even at this point, the church, did they think that the earth was flat? Ah, oh, gag. We kind of, like, in, the, in our high and mighty times are like, oh, folk were so stupid back then, they thought the earth was flat. Folk have thought the earth was flat for like thousands of years. When did they stop? I mean, there's still been like small amounts of people who thought the earth was flat, but like yeah. like, like Christopher Columbus and stuff thought the earth was round and knew there's... it was round. Like to navigate a ship, like you kind of need to like follow the curvature of the earth and yeah. to be able to like guide your sh- ship safely. But yeah, there probably is more people believing that the earth is flat now yeah. than there were like way back when. <clears throat> Especially because um, of like just population size and like how people just believe anything on the internet, like on a Wikipedia page, for example. Aye. And I think even like by this point, the church as well were like, I'm not the earth sprint. Like <laughs> we're not going to like burn anybody at the stake for saying that anyway. But anyway, so Selkirk's honourable with William Dampier, privateering like voyages normally had like one or two ships, like big ships that would like sail together underneath one captain, but there would be like another captain, a sub captain on the other boat, if that <laughs> makes sense. So <laughs> Dampier was the captain of the St. George and Selkirk served on the Sink Ports, which was the St. George's companion ship. And he was the master navigator under a guy called Captain Thomas Stradling. Selkirk must have built up considerable experience at sea by this time to have such a crucial role on the ship yeah i should say because of how treacherous life at sea was for the crew they had more than a few spare bodies crew wise and both ships were horrendously overcrowded just in case anybody died a typhoid scurvy yellow fever (laughs) or like whatever (laughs) else was cutting about on the ships at this time as well as like encountering death they like the Spanish or pirates, so yeah. they kind of like overstocked. I never considered that before. Like, I never like thought about like, oh, they're like, mm, yeah, at least twenty percent of these people are gonna die. So let's like make everyone really uncomfortable. It wouldn't be twenty percent. Like the folk who were putting together these privateering missions were like, um, it'll be at least fifty percent, if no more. So they just doubled. They just I double mean, it, yeah. Wow. But I never thought about that. But yeah, it makes sense. At this point, the ship that Selkirk is on, like, the food's rotten. The wood on the ship's becoming, like, bitten by, like, rats and stuff. And it's, like, rat-worn wood and stuff. <laughs> like, it's a proper rickety ship that he's on. So, like, morale's not exactly high on his ship. <laughs> um, but in February 1704, fully in a stormy passage around Cape Horn, the privateers fought a long battle with a well-armed French vessel, the St. Joseph, only to have it escape and warn their Spanish allies of the ship's arrival in the specific, uh, the 
the specific. The specific <laughs> ocean. Oh my God, I love when people do that. My sister always does that. And I'm still so sure she thinks it's called the specific ocean. I know it's called the Pacific as we're God. <laughs> um, so this friendship scuttles off and like goes to, that was a good pun actually. And then goes, <laughs> goes, this friendship goes and tells the Spanish. So Selkirk and his gang are like kind of booking it around the Pacific Ocean, like to try and avoid the Spanish at this point. Um, the Spanish are like notorious. Like if they, if a Spanish ship catches you, it is very likely that they will torture you, make you a slave on their ship and stuff. It's not it's not very nice. So like avoiding the Spanish is like a, a top priority or if not being able to kill them. But they're not in any condition to be able to do that. So they mm-hmm. kind of just book it. And then they try and fail to uh, complete a raid on the gold mining town of Santa Maria in Panama where their landing party was ambushed. The easy capture of a heavily laden merchant ship revived the men's hopes of plunder and Selkirk was put in charge of this ship. But Dampier, like, took off much-needed provisions of wine, brandy, sugar and flour for this boat and then immediately set the ship free because he was like, this isn't worth it. And then Selkirk was quite quickly demoted again to being a navigator. Which would piss me off, and I'm sure like somebody who's as angry as and like somebody as angry as Selkirk is, I can't imagine him finding this very fun. But he's no his captain. Like the ship that um, Selkirk's on, it's Stradling, who's his captain. So at least when he goes back, he doesn't have to be near Dampier. But things are not much better between Stradling and Selkirk, and uh, Stradling actually decides to abandon Dampier and strike out on his own. And this is weird because, one, the privateering by Dampier isn't gone that badly, and two, like, literally naked, like, straddling. Selkirk is constantly butting his whim, as is most of the crew, and I think, like, a few weeks prior to, like, him setting out on his own, the boat that Selkirk's on, that he's captain of, like, they all tried to mutiny. But Dampier managed to, like, calm it down and was like, no, 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 like, he's fine, he's fine, like, didn't mutiny. I love that people haven't changed in hundreds of years. Like, there's still tea, there's still tea, there's still drama, <laughs> the girls are still <laughs> gaggy, like, it's, like, <sighs> it's kind of beautiful, you're go- actually. You're, you're going to find this story very fun in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, after parting ways with Dampier... Stradlin brought his ship to the uninhabited island known to the Spanish as Mas Atierra off the coast of Chile for a mid-expedition restocking of fresh water and supplies. Selkirk raises his concerns about the seaworthiness of the vessel and wanted to make necessary repairs and preparations before going any further on their journeys. Mm-hmm. And he declared that he would rather stay on the island than continue in a dangerous, leaky ship. And Stradlin went, Bet. and he goes right well here's a musket a hatchet a knife and a pot and a bible and some clothes and some tobacco Ah. and then goes you're on your own mate he collected her so quick that's so nasty (laughs) and Selkirk immediately regrets this and but like Shadlin like basically just like gives him the finger and goes nah and refuses to let him back on board Selkirk at this point is like in the 
in the surf, like running towards a ship that is like set in sail without him, and like like straddling's probably like getting on the finger and being like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they sail off into the sunset and leave Selkirk on the shore. Wow. To be fair, Selkirk was right about the seaworthiness of that ship. Did they die? It did indeed founder off the coast of what is now <gasps> Columbia and Stradling and some of his crew survived. By some, it's like 12 of the crew were left. Oh, my God. And they were forced to surrender to the Spanish. So they were taken to Lima in Peru, and they endured harsh imprisonment, being tortured, becoming slaves, most likely, and a lot of them probably, like, dying for their, like, injuries and, like, conditions that they would have been kept in. So... Okay. Selkirk, Selkirk made a decent decision. So Selkirk, at first when he's like abandoned on this island he remained on the shoreline and during this time he ate lobsters and scanned the ocean daily for rescue suffering all the while for loneliness misery and remorse at what he had done to Shadling and how he had got to sell into this like situation with his temper he actually has to move inland because it's mating season for the sea lions on the beach <laughs> and like he literally mm. He cannot sleep and he cannot think because of the sound of like these sea lions like, shagging. like humping my eye. <laughs> <And> like, <it's, laughs> they're like making so much noise that he's like, no, like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit to be driven to suicide. I would like I I would probably like in this situation I would not continue like trying to live. Oh, I'd kill myself. I for sure, like hundred <laughs> percent. Like if it's like it, I would probably make it that long. Maybe I'd be like, oh yeah, like a little bit of crustacean. Like wow, I'm so rich. But then when it got to like noise, like consistent noise, I would be so fucking mad. Like if someone is eating on the same train carriage as me and it's like loud and I can hear it through my headphones, like I actually consider like if life is worth living. Like I, I get to a really dark place, so I really. Like, I don't think I could have been in this situation, personally. No, even if you moved inland? No, nah. because then it's like... I'm not well, I suppose on... at night there's probably the sound of, like, crickets and shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I actually can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> I'm not being funny, but, like, I thought, like, the noisy crickets was just, like, a hang that was, like, in American teleprograms. No. Until I went, I went to America and I was like, oh, no, that's legit. It's loud as fuck. <laughs> I'm so glad that that's not, like, a huge thing here. Like, I think if we had, like, like... You know how, like, invasive species and stuff? I think if, like, crickets that made lots of noise became, like, a really big thing here, I'm like, yeah, I get why this is a sign of the apocalypse. Like, sure. Oh, did this you is... see that there was, there's, like, one place in Britain that has, like, its own scorpions because they, like, arrived here on, like, Italian merchant ships, like, hundreds of years ago. Oh. So there's, like, one place in the UK that has scorpions. Kind of like my Animal Crossing island. Oh my god, he's kind of living Animal Crossing like IRL. Oh no, he is. So <laughs> once he moves inland, his life actually takes a turn for the better in an Animal Crossing sort of way. Mare food becomes available there. Feral goats introduced by earlier uh, sailors provided them with meat and milk. Oh my god. Whilst wild turnips and dried fruits and pink peppercorns offered them a variety and spice. <laughs> I've changed my mind. This sounds like the best thing that could ever happen to him. 
<laughs> I want this so bad. The way that you're like decided, like, no, this is for me. <laughs> like, if you eliminate like noise and like living in the outdoors, like, this is perfect. No one to bother me. Listen, like, listen to this. Listen to this. So, he had an issue at night inland because a long way goats that had been left the like previous ships that had like moored on this island there were also rats that had made their way off the ships and had like bred there so there were like packs of fer- like rats that would come and bite him at night and like try to eat him because they <laughs> like right so Ken what he did he domesticated living nearby feral cats <laughs> and he domesticated them so so that the cats would like go and eat the rats. <laughs> like, this is Not the Pied Piper. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, to be fair, like, the rats wouldn't even be a deal breaker for me because I did live beside the Clyde for, like, two years. So I'm kind of <laughs> used to that. <laughs> they do, they're big. They're big. Pugs and feral rats. It wouldn't even need to be um, a pack. One of those is the size of, like, 20 probably on the island. Like, it was crazy. It's like the Princess Bride. Like, the huge <laughs> pirates. <laughs> um, anyway, so he is proven to be quite resourceful, as you can see, domesticating cats to be his little, like, um, pest control. But he's also managing a like fashion knives barrel hoops that he found left on the beach and he builds two huts out of the pepper trees so he uses one for cooking and the other for sleeping this man is actually like playing Wait, the sims he, like, he's <laughs> kind of a genius as well oh my god this is so fun actually he used he used his musket to hunt for goats and his knife he used his knife to clean the carcasses as his gunpowder dwindled, he had to chase his prey on foot. And by this time, he was like, he's like obviously like a full wild man at this point. Like he's not got any like shoes left. And he's like running around the island and he's like got like thick, thick hobbit feet. Like, Definition of a wild like... man. He has no shoes. Oh my God. He doesn't even have shoes. <laughs> I but like it. No, like. This is like common as upon like any article you read about this. It's like Alexander Shilkirk's feet were thick <laughs> and leathery. <laughs> like the amount of folk that like compared it to a hobbit, I'm like, that's minging. Anytime I used to watch Lord of the Rings when I was wee, I was like, get them too fuck. <laughs> I hate the looking hobbit feet. <laughs> anyway, so during, so when he's like running around chasing these goats on foot, during one ca- like chase, he was badly injured when he tumbled off of a cliff and he was left lying helpless and unable to move for a day. But the prey that he was chasing, this goat, had fell off the cliff before him, sparing him a broken back. So he like landed on top of the goat. <laughs> like, he's very, very lucky. This is actually like comical as well, kind of. At night, he would sing psalms to himself and read for his Bible to, like, ward off loneliness. Oh, at least he had a Bible. Yeah. Like, something was to like, keep the mind active. Wait, could he read? Yeah, it was, like, his biggest comfort was being able to, like, sing himself songs and stuff. Could he read? Or did he just have a Bible? Could people read that? No, he then? could read. It, yeah, he could read, yeah. Is, is it normal for people, then, to be able to read? It's the, it's the 1700s. It's, it is normal for people to read. I don't, like, I literally have no concept of when people started reading. Um, He's not absolutely poor, poor. Um, Like, his his dad was a merchant, so he probably did go to school. 
Oh, rich kid with anger issues. Oh, gotcha. I don't think he's rich. I don't think that's... Like, if he was rich, he probably wouldn't have joined, like, the low ranks of, like, the Navy. That's true. He's not entirely alone for as long as he's on the island. So what does happen to him is that he spots two vessels anchor in the bay at his island. And he figures out that they're Spanish. And being a Scot and being a privateer, he would probably face a very grim fate, as we spoke about, Mm. if he was captured. So... He is actually spotted by the Spanish and they go on a chase through the island looking for him and he's hiding in the trees and apparently at one point he's so close to being captured the tree that he's in, a Spanish guy, like soldier came and pissed on it and did the thing that he was up there. Oh my God. And he was like obviously like trying not to breathe. But that's like the closest human contact he's had in years is these Spanish... Like I'm not being funny but like I would be so desperate for like to talk to somebody at that point though and just be like not no, take me like so take true. me in. <laughs> so true i wonder if it felt like intimate to him i wonder if he was like oh my god a person and it's like he hadn't seen someone in so long he was like oh they're kind of cute <laughs> <laughs> pissing <laughs> not busy <laughs> speaking of his clothes and stuff like going back to that like obviously he's not wearing shoes but obviously running through the trees and stuff constantly like tears away his clothes yeah using the skills that he had learned his father who was a tanner and shoemaker he is actually able to fashion clothes and tan the goat hides into making like clothes for himself and like stitches it together using like twine that he's making that's crazy i would like last three seconds in his scenario if there was anybody who was like mere suited to be here like it's it's obviously him. Like, this is like his slumdog millionaire moment where he's like, no, like, I can't have it do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I cannot answer. But I, so he's, when, when is it that he landed, that he, he's on this? Right, so it is 1704 when he first, first arrives on this island. Oh my God, have it. And his deliverance does not come until the 2nd of February, 1709. Half a decade. Yeah, like four and a half, five years he's been there. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> His rescue comes, uh, by the way, a privateering ship known as the Duke, which arrived on the island looking to replenish its supplies. A gentleman called Thomas Dover led the landing party that met Selkirk on the beach. And after four years and four months without human company, Selkirk was almost incoherent with joy. The captain of the ship says, like, like Selkirk wasn't even able to like finish sentences like he would say a couple of words and then he would just like mumble like quietly to himself because he didn't ken what like how to speak anymore because he'd not spoken in so long Mm. Selkirk is obviously like ripped like muscly fast as fuck has these like leathery feet and he actually goes and catches two or three goats a day and helps restore the health a this captain's men who had actually just developed scurvy and he gets them back for the brink and is able to like help replenish the stock of this ship and he's taken on board the ship and to his absolute amazement the pilot of the ship is dampier no way yeah and he's like oh my god i can him like (laughs) like he's able to vouch for him and say he's definitely been here for like four or five years like we have to like help him and 
the captain of this privateering expedition, who's called Wood Rogers, was impressed by Selkirk's physical health and well-being, but also by the peace of mind that he had attained whilst living on the island, saying, quote, one may see that solitude and retirement from the world is not such an insufferable state of life as most men imagine, especially when people are fairly called or thrown into it unavoidably as this man was. And he's like managed to like remain sane essentially. Kind of the Unabomber like prequel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Louise Little Cabin. hundred <laughs> percent. So this captain, Rogers, actually makes Selkirk the Duke's second mate. And he later gives them command of one of their prize ships, the Increase, before it was ransomed by the Spanish. Mm-hmm. And Selkirk returned to privateering with a vengeance, and he led a boat crew through the rivers of Ecuador, where several wealthy Spanish ladies had fled, and he looted their gold and jewels that they had hidden inside of their clothing. He took part in the hunt for treasure galleons along the coast of Mexico. Eventually, Selkirk completed an around-the-world voyage by sailing around the Cape of Good Hope and then arrived on the English coast on October 1st, 1711. He had been away for eight years. Selkirk's ordeal as a castaway garnered him significant attention in Britain and his story was documented in several books. One really detailed account by the expedition leader who saved him, Woods Rogers, and his friend... Daniel Defoe used this essay as inspiration for his novel Robinson Crusoe. Selkirk expected to enjoy ease and celebrity where a share of the Duke's plundered wealth, which was around £800, equivalent to £126,000 today. That's wild. Inflation's crazy. After returning to London, Selkirk began to revert to his previous self, aka violent, but he longed for solitude that he, he like constantly longed for the solitude that he had experienced as a castaway and he found it very difficult to settle back into society. In fact, he never wore shoes again because it was too sore for him to wear shoes. He couldn't fit into them anymore. So he, he would have all this fine clothing, but he would be completely barefoot. Like even at, like at the function, like at a party. I know people were couldn't... freaked out if like he was like at a gala <laughs> or something. And they're like, what the fuck is that? Like... I know I would be a little bit gagged if I saw it. I think at this point, like, folk thought he was, like, some sort of, like, novelty, so they probably enjoyed it. You can what they were, like, about, like, a wee bit freaky people. Yeah. Um, he actually returns to Fife and goes to back to his home to New Lower Largo, eloping with a dairy maid named Sophia Bruce, marrying her in 1717, and then Selkirk rejoined the Royal Navy. This would be his last voyage as he contracted yellow fever and was then buried at sea. And that is the story of Alexander Selkirk. He had all that money from like that plundering or whatever from the Duke and he still decided to go back to sea. Yeah, he just couldn't hack it in society and was like, well, the sea is calling. And they got buried at sea somewhere outside West Africa. What a tale though, eh? That's, That's crazy. Who's gagged? Five years? <laughs> five years, Diva. Wow. I would last maybe five weeks if I was trying. But even then, like, I'd probably starve or dehydrate before then or be eaten by rats. <laughs> My dream is, like, to win the lottery and go and live in the woods so... and start a cult for the girls. That does where sound we have a little commune. incredible. <laughs> it does sound incredible. 
Can I come? You will be invited. Yeah. Yay. Of course. What if we end up fighting? It'll like, be like Jonestown. <laughs> Anywho, this has been the Cuckoo Wee Podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at the Cuckoo Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Cuckoo Wee Pod, and then for everything else, you can go to the Cuckoo Wee Podcast.co.uk. Thanks. Bye. Welcome to my island. See the palm trees waving <laughs> the wind. Desire. Is that Caroline Bulge? Yeah, of course. <laughs> wind. Desire. Is that Caroline Bulge? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.